Hey everyone, this is Serva and you're listening to Identity. On today's episode, I'm going to have you all tune in on my conversation with Sadef Kulha. I met Sadef through a mutual friend of mine. Um, she recommended Sadef to me when I wanted to try combo medicine for the first time. Combo is ancient frog medicine. Um, we will not be talking too much about combo in this episode, but I do plan on having Sadef on again for this because I think it's important and I really do want to share more about my combo experience with you guys. So a little bit about Sedev, she is a hypnotherapist, a combo practitioner, and a transformational coach. There's so much in this episode, I'm really excited for you guys to hear it, so without further ado, please enjoy this episode. Hey Sedev, how are you? I'm good, how are you Sarva? I'm great, thank you. Oh my gosh, um, I'm so happy to have you on this episode, and I'm so excited that you're willing to share your story with me. Um, I want to first off, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, um, the first time I met you, and you know, my friend Parrish recommended you for Combo, and I could not believe, I was so in awe of all that you do, and just walking into your space, seeing how much you held space, and provided and cared for me and just seeing like there was so much so much to you I felt like I wish I could have stayed longer just to hear like how you got to this point in um in your life you know for being such a strong woman and being able to heal just with your words and your soothing voice so I was really excited to have you um yeah well, thank you so much for your beautiful reflection. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you in my space as well. Uh, yeah, like there's not enough time for my story. It's like it's been 34 years. <laughs> I know I figured, but let's hear a little bit about it. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So to um, just to quickly mention that um, I'm a hypnotherapist and a transformational coach and a mentor. I also am a combo practitioner. And um, I started this journey, like I said, 34 years ago. I didn't start asking the question, who am I, who I am, um, like then. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I happened to leave home um, when I was 21 years old and moved to United States on my own uh, when I was 21 uh, without like being to the city before. So it's been 13 years of like really discovering myself and um, also, uh, you know, letting go the identities and the masks and everything that I am not so that I can actually, you know, find who I am really. And where did you come from? So paint us a little bit of picture of like your upbringing, how it was before and you deciding to embark on this um, new journey. Where, I want to picture exactly where you were before you you moved. So yeah, so I'm from uh, Turkey, so south coast of Turkey. And and then I finished university like totally different background. So I'm like um, hospitality and hotel management. And, uh, and then I came here to the States with the intention of doing, um, going to grad school and which I actually got my MBA degree. So I was in business and I am still a businesswoman. Uh, 
But um, along the way, with the help of my business, I started like going into this like healing journey and how it started itself. I mean, I didn't like immediately come to this place. It took a lot of time, a lot of suffering, a lot of questioning, a lot of, um, you know, different practices and modalities. Uh, but like the, the first awakening I feel like that I had was, um, it was like not too long in, I moved to LA. I was sitting in my room and just the, probably like after, I don't know, like I was, I just entered my room and turned on the, on the television. I was watching television then. <laughs> and, um, and all of a sudden I had this like feeling, oh, like I came all the way here, but everything that I was running from is still here. I couldn't run away from myself. It was like, uh-huh, so what do I do about that? Like, but uh, I had a lot of unproductive coping mechanisms then. And, um, you know, like I was super curious about a lot of different psychedelics and drugs and, you know, I was drinking alcohol then. Uh, just, you know, like it was, it, was, uh, it was kind of painful to not belong anywhere, which it's not only being in the States, but it's like, I never felt like I belonged. I always was the outsider looking in and like feeling, oh, like this is, this is not working for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was the alien and then I turned out to be the alien here as well. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that really the, the, with me, I totally share that with you. That's how I felt yeah it's an it's an it's an interesting journey like you know like to find it but also it's, it's it's so beautiful to you know not feeling like you're home but also with the healing journey really coming home to yourself and then actually realizing wherever you go you go you're home but it takes a lot of you know a lot like a lot of courage to walk that path walk through that fire like you know see your shadows and everything so my first um so my awakening actually like you know it's happened incrementally like it, it was just like it didn't i didn't like wake up one day i'm like oh like oh like everything's dipped. so it was just so um uh still like we were always awakening in every now moment but like my first one was like okay this lifestyle is not working for me mm -hmm. um and i get to do something different about it and then my first thing was like oh okay i'm gonna start yoga and i had never tried yoga before i decided like i have this like common thread i'm very courageous to you know like to, to dive deep into things that i don't know and like you know you can tell like you move yeah, to a city like, oh, <laughs> no, you move to a city without even ever like visiting it before you know like how did you end up here so um so i started yoga and then that really you know like opened up oh like the the, the mindful practices and then it started like um really resonating with me and i actually uh, became a yogi and since then I'm actually I have like at least um, it used to be every day so these days um, after corona it's like at least three four four times a week so I have been practicing yoga for the past 13 years um, so that was my catalyst I will say and then through yoga I got into different conscious communities and I got really introduced into different modalities such as breath work 
um, that was, you know, one of the really beautiful ways uh, that I started really discovering myself and ex having like mystical experiences through breath work. Um, and then, you know, a few uh, Dark Knight of the Souls later, I found, <laughs> I found, uh, you know, I got into plant medicines. I was already super interested. I had my first psychedelic experience back in Turkey when I was like 16 with uh, psilocybin. But uh, it wasn't a therapeutic way. It was like more like, let's have fun and like try because we're curious and everybody's talking about it. So let's see what it is. So, um, and then having few psychedelic experiences through breath work, I thought like, you know, this, this may be an interesting way. Um, had these, um, sorry. So you had these um, visions and psychedelic experiences just through breath work? Yeah. Wow. So our breath is really powerful, you know, like actually, you know, when we, when we dive deep, we do not need, um, I mean, they, they, there's just like so many therapeutic like benefits and like, tr you know, trauma release and such uh, with um, ayahuasca, psilocybin, San Pedro, peyote, and like iboga, all these like different sacred plant medicines. But um you know, what I am understanding and coming into realization, which I did know it from the beginning, but also now my personal practice right now, I do work with all those medicines, but on a daily basis, breath is my like main uh, thing that I'm actually, okay, like I'm going to master like doing all these journeys with my breath. So, yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is indeed. And you are extremely brave to come to the States and then take all these journeys on your own. And how do you feel like this kind of shaped you as far as like, uh, like you, are you, so now you own your own business. So tell us a little bit about that too. Like paint that picture for me of how um, these experiences kind of shaped you and brought forth your path in a way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look from outside, um, you, you know, like people would say, oh, you're so brave, you're so brave. But like the, the journey within me was like, I was still super insecure. I was still not really feeling brave, you know, like all of those, like people say these things about me, but it wasn't the feeling within me. Um, but also, um, it was, it was a, you know, like a very beautiful ride, you know, roller coaster ride, like, you know, just being on your own as a woman, um, you know, not having, so I did not have any um, support from my family after, you know, like a few months in. So I actually, um, you know, worked and, um, and you know, went to school and also, you know, started supporting my own healing journey. I spent like hundreds you know tens and thousands of dollars on my healing journey and still am which is the biggest investment to myself um honestly so that like wherever i go i go with all this information and you know like medicine within me right yeah. so it was not super easy but um this was the path like i knew um like 
the, the evidence was there for me, you know, every time I was like, okay, like this is the journey, this is where I'm going to go. And I would envision it. I would find myself on the other side of it, like, you know, even more lighter, even more, you know, successful. And my definition of success is definitely different than, you know, what I was taught. And um, for a long time, I wasn't really supported by my family. They're like, you, we, we sent you all these schools and everything to, you know, do all these things it, because there was no, you know, like an understanding until they started really seeing the shift. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, but right now I'm like, you know, really settled into my Dharma and everything's like really going good for me. Like I'm on the other side of the, um, the struggles of it and the, and like i'm not saying you know like it's life right like we don't know what we don't know but also now i can say i am courageous now i can say i'm you know like brave to do all these things and that's the shift and that i was looking for wow that was beautiful mm. <laughs> that was you. very very beautiful um i'm so happy that you're on the other side there's like still like a thousand more picture <laughs> questions I want to ask you um, as far as like, you know, being in the darkness and, um, you know, braving it through and meeting here. There's so much services you're offering. You're offering hypnotherapy. Like, how did you feel like your path? Because, um, you know, you could have taken so many healing paths, right? So, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about that too. So um, when I first uh, got into, um, so actually when I started doing yoga and started really feeling the benefits and all this breath work and like conscious communities and I started meditating, I was just like this, there was this burning desire within me to share this with the world. But uh, there was this blockage there was this like oh like who am i to share and like what am i going to share and who's going to listen so these voices within my head was like holding me back and uh, like and that would actually create more suffering within me because i couldn't share my truth and couldn't find my voice and um i remember meeting this beautiful woman one day and like i was just asking like what do you do and she's like i'm supporting women to find their voices i'm like uh huh that's interesting that's what i want and you know like i was constantly in this story of like i can't speak my truth and there's this like fifth chakra throat chakra work and all that um and, and that is true, like coming, you know, being a woman, being in a woman's body and also coming from a Middle Eastern country where it's like there's a lot of oppression and suppression. That is also true. But also I was just fine, like keeping myself in my stories and like believing in the stories and not believing on the other side of it. So I didn't believe that was possible for me. And when I found, uh, when I found ayahuasca, mm -hmm. um, like in one of my very first journeys, Ayahuasca showed me a vision of me being this now and a little bit further future. Um, and I was like, who am I? Like, like, I was seeing myself doing talks and like, you know, sharing myself and I'm like, okay, but like, how am I going to do that? I'm, you know, like running a business. It has nothing to do with 
you know, all this like stuff, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I was just asking that to ayahuasca. And then um, and a year later, I had like one deep dark night of the soul. And I was like, this is enough. And of, like, while I was in it, um, I decided that, um, you know, like, stop this, like, I am not enough stuff. And, you know, like, for me, like, okay, how do I feel enough? Like, what is it, what is it going to take me? So what am I interested? I put down all the things that I'm interested in. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go and learn all these things. So at least in my mind, in my heart, they're going to give me the credentials to talk about things. Right. So like th that was the, that was the space that I was actually getting into all these things, but like it was the, you know, path for me. So, um, like me not feeling enough and like always like trying to, you know, like this goes back into like, if you, if you want to talk about like how uh, the mind works and how the trauma works, how we want to be seen and like from our, you know, primary caregivers, this is, this is like, you know, something that was embedded in me. Like I wanted to be seen by like, or get the love through proving myself and when I'm successful, I'm loved. Right. So I got into this like thing of like, I learned everything that I could. And that gave me a lot of different titles where sometimes I'm like very confused, but also now I'm on the other side of it again, once again, um, so like it just transformed my, my relationship with myself and, uh, with the world, with the universe, with spirit. And, um, uh, and then I created a practice that includes most of the modalities that I have studied. And so it gives me a very, you know, like it, without knowing, without planning, it actually gave me a, uh, framework to work with. Uh, holistically what do you mean what do you what do i mean holistically so when i became hypnotherapist like when we work with the subconscious mind it's only the mental body uh but like through my own healing process um i quickly discovered okay like it's not only the mind like trauma lives in the body so we get to do something about the nervous system in the body and we get to do the do the energy side of it and there's the emotional body. So, so now through the virus of I am not enough, I created an amazing practice. <laughs> Basically went out of your way to prove yourself that you are enough. And I like that. You did the opposite. But I, I have always been enough. That's the thing though. Like I was not aware of that. Yeah. It's funny that you say this because um, I still struggle with this all the time. I feel like I suffer from imposter syndrome. And I remember my, the time that I was at your house and you asked me, you said, you looked me straight in the eye and you said, are, are you an honest person? Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, that's a huge question. It was like such a load to take in. I was like, am I an honest person? Do I speak my truth? And I don't think you meant it in like, do I go day to day lying? Yeah, yeah, no. Are you speaking your truth? Are you being authentic? Because you, I think it's funny because that you say this, you're sharing this with me and I see maybe that I have mirrored something to you because you thought that you had probably been in my shoes at one point um, because I do suffer from that too. Like want, uh, not being comfortable in my skin and like 
you know, not thinking I'm good enough or whatever. Um, and just like second guessing. So it's kind of beautiful to hear that you overcame all of this and just kept like doing things to kind of, you know, um, tell your mind, no, I am good. Just watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's like the, the journey of healing and then coming into actually sharing the, sharing my gifts with the world. My only intention is yes, like, you know, the space that I hold, but also like my, my, you know, driving thing is, is my own freedom, my own liberation. And by doing that and, you know, knowing that I am, you know, like I, I, I'm called forth to serve humanity. And that's like, you know, seeing humanity's like uh, awakening and raising their consciousness. It's like, it just like makes me happy. And it, that is, that is the vision that I'm holding for everybody that I'm working with. And, and that's like, that's, that's the fire within me. Right. So that's like where I'm operating from, but the most important thing is my own liberation. And I cannot take, the people that I'm working with to do depths if I'm not going into the depths of like my own self. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a beautiful vantage point. Like the deeper that I go within myself, within my spirit, within my shadow and like the ancestral lines and the past lives and all that stuff, it just like gives me this beautiful vantage point. So I can actually read frequency and, you know, like I can, I can read the energy because, you know, how do I know? Because like ultimately we're all one and like we're sharing time and space. Like, yes, we are individuals in this, you know, bodies, but also, you know, like I have been, I have been, and I have experienced my own share of suffering and, you know, not being able to speak my truth. And also, you know, like having tons of different shadows that I had to like face and all that. So, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> what a journey. Um, mm -hmm. There's like so much more now I want to know. Um, as far as like, you uh, deconditioning, doing shadow work. How did you feel that shift within yourself? Did you feel like that when you were doing this work? Because I know a lot of people struggle with this at the initially when they're doing shadow work, they're triggering people. You know, there's friends, family that's getting triggered. There's like, you know, you kind of feel like, oh my God, am I going to lose everyone? Am I going to keep them? in the process of doing all this work to find yourself, like, did you f struggle with any of that? Like, um, if I step into this world, I lose the other world. Did, was there any of that for you? Yeah, exactly. So like, I, it was funny. It's funny. I actually talked about this a few days ago. So, um, I have played in the two different realms, uh, like for a while. So it was a part of me, that had like a bunch of different friends and going to festivals and the dance parties and like having fun and doing drugs and dancing till morning. And then there was my other side, like, oh, I want, I'm doing deep healing. And, and um, you know, like I, I want to just explore this parts of me. So like, I couldn't really let go. And there was this like grasping, um, like my old self. And uh, this was, this was before I got into this, all this healing modalities. And um, when I decided, no, this is not working for me. And, you know, like I was really listening to my guidance system. My guidance system was like super strong. And I always, you know, sometimes it blows my mind with all this curiosity, like, and so young and not from here, like things could have gone really 
else. Uh, and it didn't. So, uh, so like, I have been in two different worlds and like, oh, like, should I go here? But this is fun. I'm going to lose my friends. And the minute that I decided, you know, like it came to me, it's like, if they're the right people, no one's going to go anywhere. You know, uh, no one's going to go anywhere. And I lost a lot of friends because, you know, like when you lose density, when you start like operating from a different operating system, um, there, there's going to be people who are not changing in the same speed as you. And everybody has different spiritual curriculums. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I finished a beautiful relationship because, you know, I was, you know, speeding up and like changing really fast and he was not. So like we, we separated in love and, um, um, like people, leave and like jobs leave and every week not anything that does not belong to your new frequency new home frequency drops itself and honestly i make peace with it because like the most important thing because you know you you start gaining so many more different friends from the same frequency as well instead of holding on and sometimes like it doesn't mean that they're continuing like forever gone from your life they just sometimes come back. Like they start doing their own work and like understanding and that it's not like, oh, I'm not gonna see these people and they're not, they don't belong to my life, but it's just allowing and trusting your universe that the right people will always will be with you. And, you know, and there's no wrong people, but it's just like when they don't belong to that frequency and they're not in support of your uh, process, they won't. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah, just making peace with it. And you're right about that part where some people do come back. I've definitely had that happen to me as well. Uh, people left and then years later, they just showed back up. And I realized them leaving was never even about to me. They had to just go do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait, Sadef, you recently went to Joe Dispenza, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell us about this. And no, <laughs> I want to hear all of it. So Joe Dispenza is one of my um, main teachers. Mm-hmm. I have many teachers, um, but um, I had the honor and the privilege to attend his one of his advanced workshops last week. Mm-hmm. And I have been studying with him. It's funny, I'm going to tell the name. So uh, five years ago, four or five years ago, I was driving um, a long distance and then listening to a podcast. And I saw this like topic breaking the habit of being yourself i'm like i want to do that <laughs> and that's how i got into his work but like i was just like listening and understanding and like it was just like knowing what he does right and then i and then i started reading but also didn't get into his work until i started really studying subconscious mind which when i was in hypnotherapy school for a year and a half so I really got that dove deep into his work and then his um, epic last book, Becoming Supernatural, like along with that, someone gifted me one of his meditations, uh, one of my birthdays, like I think a couple of years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, and when I, so he has an interesting way of um, guiding it because he has this, this entire process. It's, 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 um, his, um, 
uh, like a creation. It's not like there's, there's so many new things, but also he's using a lot of Eastern philosophies and all that stuff and like packaging up and explaining this formula. So, but when I first listened to the meditation or did the meditation, I was like, ah, oh, this is not for me. And then I was like, but this man is kind of epic. So I'm going to try this meditation one more time. And uh, since then, and then I, I got a bunch of different other meditations. I have been doing his meditations daily and I'm actually really diving deep. So this past week, um, was really, you know, like learning a bunch of stuff and new stuff and advanced stuff from him in person and having, um, I had no idea what was going down in those rooms. Like, like a lot of people having Kundalini awakenings, which I also had my Kundalini awakening. I had um, like, it was, it was, it was very interesting in the guy had psychedelic journeys, like with, like with pineal gland activations without medicine, like it's just my meditations. So like that really proved me, it's like, okay, the self mastery is the brow like where you're actually doing it on your own, like without any substances. So that's the route that I'm going these days. <laughs> But it was an amazing experience, yes. Wow. Okay, so I'm super jealous because I read his books, but I've I've tried one of his, like you said, I think I tried his um, space meditation. It's mm -hmm. like where you, yeah, that mm -hmm. one was a little bit difficult for me, but I'm not, like, I'm still new to yoga and meditation. I'm not that, um, it's not that easy for me to just tap in. Mm -hmm. practice i'm at the early stages mm -hmm. but, uh, so for his meditations are definitely hard for me mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's you get to understand the model so like he has a model like if we don't, without understanding the model like it just doesn't make sense mm -hmm. um so and anything that is worth attaining takes daily practice so self-mastery like what does that mean like if you want to know yourself you get to do work on yourself every day and this doesn't mean that you're suffering in circuit like the, the work gets to be done enjoy and um, you know, fun and dancing and like you can make anything sacred and everything is sacred. So, so, you know, like it's, it's, it's just being gentle with ourselves and being okay with, with where we are, you know, like everyone has their own journey. So like really like understanding that um, and not rushing anywhere because there's nowhere to get to, but there's always further to go. So like being in the moment, and learning to be present is the is the is the ultimate goal of like like for me. So it's your being present. That's a hard one, especially in um, today's times when Instagram. Now we have Clubhouse, we have podcasts. <laughs> like staying present is like the hardest, I think. Yeah, but also it's like the, it's the yeah you're right. There's a lot of data coming in, and you know, like I'll I'll share one fun fact. Like in the in the past, in our ancestors, I don't know like how long ago was that, but um, like one person's um, data intake uh, it is equal to a data intake to one person's in 2021. So their entire lifetime, we take all that information in one day. So yes, like we're not present and yes, it gets, it gets challenging, but, uh, you know, we choose to be here on earth at this time. So that means we are masters. Like how do we remember our mastery? So that's the, that's the work. Yes. 
and you are doing so well of that being our example and inspiring us with all these stories. Thank you. Is there something else that you want to um, touch on that we haven't like uh, talked about yet or? Well, there's many things we haven't talked yes. about. <laughs> <laughs> you want to lead the way now and tell me what else is there? Because I feel like me, I, I will bombard you with like a million other meditation questions. Yeah, you want, you can ask, but um, you know. Yeah, uh, I know there's a million other places we can go. So I'm going to let you lead. So honestly, like, so I've, like, what is, I want to talk quickly about shadow work because, you know, we, like, there's, there's this notion of like this, the, the, the fear around it and like, um, the fear around it and like, oh, what is shadow? I'm not hiding anything. This is who I am, right? Like that's the lie that we get to say, tell ourselves. And like when, when, when we talk about like speaking the truth, like we're not going around and lying to other people, but like we are like most of the time that we're lying to ourselves big time, right? And in our hearts, we do know what we need to do. We do know what's good for us. And we do know what areas of our lives we get to improve. And, you know, there's this yearning and there's this like intuition that we can tap into. But yes, like there's this, all this data coming in that we just talked about. So it gets challenging to connect to the, the spirit, connect to our higher selves, connect to our hearts. So in the, in, in the shadow work, like I, I want to talk about like, oh, I don't have shadows. So like, I'd like to just say that we all have shadows and shadow doesn't mean that these dark, you know, like, you know, things that we do, it's just like the things that we don't share, um, the, you know, with the, all, all the other people and maybe anything. So, um, but the thing is like, oh, like what is, what is light work? Light work, you know, we, everyone's like, I'm a light worker. What is a light worker? Light worker is the person who brings in and anchors in more light into the bodies as well as the earth through remembering who they are by doing the, the shadow work and by understanding who they are not. So, mm -hmm. uh, so shadow work, it's just like, it scares people. Oh, like what is the shadow work? So if we don't do our shadow work, our shadow work does us and and it comes back around like in every, like in, especially in relationships. So really like know thyself. How do we know ourselves? What is it that like triggers us? And um, you know, like really becoming really aware of these things throughout the day because our outside environment is the direct representation of our inside environment in our subconscious mind. So like, and our subconscious mind is programmed like when we were in the mother's womb until seven, eight years old. So we weren't conscious. Like we are not, we don't know what's, what the programs are, but we can look outside and um, really, you know, see our programming. So where do we want to change? Where, what are the areas we're struggling? What are the areas that I'm not in integrity? There can be like many different questions. And my invitation is really to anyone who's listening to this is really being honest like brutally honest with yourselves and take a look you know it's so easy to put a mask and say oh i am this i'm that like i do this i do that but 
the you know like the words can lie but the frequency never lies so work on your frequency not your outside you know like looks and stuff and it's all beautiful you should work on the, that too if you, that you know pleases you but <laughs> Uh, you know the frequency and the what are we doing for ourselves like you know like instead of getting so busy to you know impress others how can we impress ourselves how can i just be my own hero and like just you know overcome these limitations because there is a life there is there is a reality that you know, you are really free of that, all that like bullshit programming. And, and why don't you want to live that? Right? Like, that's my invitation to people uh, to, you know, you know, the path of knowing yourself. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, doing all these modalities and going really deep as I am, this is my path, like, you know, but uh, not everybody has to go this deep. But, you know, some, some depth will be good. <laughs> um, oh, oh, my God, shadow. Wow. So like this entire two weeks of my, uh, this, just the past two weeks have been kind of heavy, I want to say for me because of shadow. Um, I felt like I'd re reached a point and I kind of want to confide in you with this. It reached a point where I felt like, okay, like I've done enough shadow. I'm like happy. I, I want to be like, I'm comfortable. I'm doing things because I like to do it. If I'm like putting on makeup, it's because I like to put makeup on. If I'm like dressing a certain way, it's for me, not for the outside world. But then immediately, and I'm telling you immediately, as soon as I said, thank you universe, like I'm, I'm really at peace and happy. I mean, my shadow came out so <laughs> massive to be like, oh, girl, we're not done yet, you know? Um, so, like, I, I think there was, like, a situation with someone, actually a few people in my life where I felt like I was triggering their shadow, they were triggering mine, and there was a little bit of a trauma thing because they were – I got flashbacks of, like, rejection and kind of, like, resentment, and then mm – -hmm. And I felt that energy, like, and, I, and it was a very familiar energy because I'd experienced it in the past before. So, and I could tell, and I knew that, you know, like you said, there are people that will not be at the same frequency as you. Mm -hmm. And, but I wonder, like, is it, if we are up leveling, do we also attract people that are not up leveling are we up level are we attracting them to, for them to up level or is this just a reminder that our work is not done as far as certain areas because I felt like as soon as this person said a comment to me I kind of spiraled back into I'm not worthy and why is this person judging me and attacking me victim mentality basically <laughs> when so I only been nice to that person so I was kind of like just thrown it off. has nothing to do with the other person so that's the thing like it has nothing it's like universe only brings you people who are gonna trigger you at the perfect spot so that you can re re remember or realize that there's so there's more work for you to do mm -hmm. so this you know like they can be and they don't we don't 
So we're we're operating in the same wavelength, and there, there's no coincidences or no universe does not make any mistakes. So if you're being triggered, it's like how can you oh like thank that person for triggering you, you know, instead of like oh I did so many good things to you, and how can you do that to me? That's blaming, and that's also being the victim of your uh, outside environment. So. Yeah. So like every trigger is your teacher. So how can, okay, I got triggered. It you know, hit the parts of me that I'm not feeling worthy and I'm feeling abandoned or, you know, like all this, you know, whatever the trauma is there. So it's like, oh, thank you. Just, it just like reminds me of like where I still need some more, more work to do, right? So, and the relationships and entire universes, you know, like the, the, the earth plane is designed like on this like duality and also on this, this, this construct, like we trigger each other so that we can recognize ourselves through them. But the actual, um, like the paradigm that while we're sleeping or while we're not aware, it's like, it's outside of us and there's nothing wrong with it because that's what we we're taught. Like growing up, everything is outside of us. Like we're like living in the material universe, material um, world. So we think it's not us, it's there, but it's also ultimately when we say we're all one, what does that mean, right? Like, oh, that I am triggering a part of me so that I can actually raise my consciousness, bring in more light, integrate these shadows and and also i know you're doing this um to be magnetic thing and i know like so that the, your universe will bring you some tests to yeah. see like if you're if you're actually <laughs> if you're actually doing it or not yeah. and like you know any movement you know like for, for any forward movement is uh you know it's a win so um, you know, we're always working towards, and it's just awareness is everything. Just like, oh, like every trigger is my teacher and thank you for the people who are triggering me. And you know, I'm gonna tell you this, um, usually um, our biggest teachers are, are, the, are the villains or the, the, our biggest, you know, enemies, like, uh, you know, like not enemies, but like the people who hurt us the most are our biggest spiritual teachers. So instead of pointing fingers and trying to, you know, make ourselves right, um, how can we take responsibility because we're creating that because like it's our trauma. It's like, how can we take responsibility and take a look at ourselves so that like next time this, this pops up in our awareness, like maybe we, we're going to take, you know, respond differently. Yes. I think I want to learn how to deal with things with grace more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, okay. So shadow we've covered. I wanted to know also, how do you, I know that you and I both have, like, I was telling you that I have psoriasis and you told me it has to do a lot with like being comfortable in your skin. <laughs> and I feel like this is like a common topic across like the board. Like everyone deals with, you know, uh, fear of being themselves, feel of seen. And um, can you like a little bit talk about that whole, like being comfortable on your skin and, you know, why we suffer when we're kind of like not in our in skin and how to like be more in our skin? So um, like I mentioned, it's a beautiful question. Uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's, um, 
first of all, we're, we're the last trimester of the pregnancy when we're in our mother's womb, mm -hmm. uh, we start the programming and until eight, like think about your entire mind like a sponge and there's all these programming. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, uh, the, the think about the level of consciousness or the unconsciousness, let's say, like um, when the, the, at the time that we were raised and, you know, depending on the, um, do, do you, um, like where you're in the world and what is the, you know, like the religion and what do people believe in that region and all that stuff. There's so many different programmings. So, and uh, considering that we're in the patriarch, pa patriarchal system, there's also, you know, also there's a lot like being in woman's body, like there's, I have um, went really deep in this, um, like, just by being in the woman's body, you, you are, you're like operating from a place. So I'm not worthy, you know, like, and I have been seeing this with a lot of clients. I have been like, you know, just like uh, exploring and doing uh, research, like in Turkey and like in many different things. And also like, I went deep with uh, plant medicines in this, um, in this um, area. So, so there's that, that, right like it just like comes with it you're you know like if you, if you talk about like being like women's and and there's many men experiencing not being worthy and like not being enough and all that um but also the programming where are you coming from and like everyone's like you know there's this the conditional love like if you do this you're you're gonna get this if you do that you're worthy if you if you're successful at school like you're you're a smart person but if you're not you're dumb you know like all these like um like programming and and then what happens after like we go out to the world and like we just start facing ourselves and everything happens in the energetic body and our bodies communicate what the programming is, what is not a hundred percent working. And, you know, like our mind, our energetic mind, our programming starts manifesting in the body. And this may be so many different ailments. Um, <clears throat> just like, and you know, like being really familiar with the skin disorders that it just, it can mean like, oh, not being comfortable in skin and like, you know, like, and it, it may be many different things. It may be coming and stemming from many different deep traumas. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, how do we overcome that? Like we get to do our work. Uh, we get to understand that like, you know, everything starts with the mind the one, one universe universal law everything is mental what does that mean mental it starts with the mind our minds are such powerful tools and if there's all this like negative programming that's going to manifest our subconscious mind is a yes machine what does that mean that means um that means whatever it is programmed it is programmed to manifest that so we just look around, like what is not working, right? Like I have like all the skin disorders. I have this anxiety and the stress and the worry about life. And, you know, I'm the victim of my reality. But I, I go around and say, oh, we create our own reality. Yes, like we do. And with the, with the negative and the positive, we, you know, as humans love 
taking responsibility when things are really nice and positive and synchronistic and when shit hits the fan it's we like don't blame it. <laughs> when shit hits the fan it's someone else right like we immediately you know show fingers to others yeah. so like really learning to take responsibility for our like holistic well-being emotional spiritual um mental physical like eating well but also if you eat well like all organic and everything and if you're not taking care of your mental health or emotional health or spiritual health um no nothing's gonna change like you're just gonna go around and have like be an organic complainer like it's it's gonna be organic yes but you're gonna still operating like like i said frequency never lies where are you coming from are you coming from love are you coming from fear like where are we operating from so we get to go deeper into the programmings and see where are we operating from like that thank you so much for sharing that thank you for Oh my gosh. Um, So for our last part of the podcast, I wanted you to share three key advice that has helped you along your path that you wish someone had told you back then. So if you have three notes for somebody right now who's stuck, you know, who's living in their programming and wanting to find a new way to live, but is feeling, you know, fearful and afraid to take that leap of faith to try something new and listen to their inner guidance, inner wisdom. What are three things that really helped you on your journey? Uh, One thing I can say, this is so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) One thing I would say, um, your heart is your North star and your heart knows like our hearts are the, the stargates to the heavens. And it has tremendous, there are like studies, like there's not enough people know about the, you know, there's so many mysteries of the heart. Like mm-hmm. we don't know even like most of them. And I have been really diving deep into my heart this past few years, actually like a year and a half. Um, so like our hearts know, our minds think, it is, but like our hearts know. So following the heart and what does this mean? Like really daily creating a practice to connect with the heart. Our hearts are so um, like, uh, you know, we're not really familiar with the heart wisdom and like our intuition and our guidance system. Like it's when, when our hearts speak, we just say, oh, this just sounds nonsense, right? Like, and we go around with all the old past programming in the mind. Uh, but uh, just maybe following the path of the heart and like coming really, you know, cultivating a relationship with the heart. Mm. And um, uh, you don't, you don't need any other advices after that, but (laughs) (laughs) follow your heart. Like I know, but it's, you know, like it's very cliche, follow your heart, but it's, it's like, it's deeper than that. Like, you know, the, the, it's, it's a relationship. It's, it's an amazing intelligence that like, um, you know, our hearts send more information to our minds than our minds to send our um, hearts. Like in our hearts figure out, like understand who that person is like three seconds before our mind does. Like there is the, 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 the electromagnetic field. Like when we go into the science of it, it's actually really proven, but like we're not really operating from the heart. Like me being a mystic, 
I, I'm like, I'm like studying the heart and, and everything is heart based. And I just, you know, like I have found tremendous shift, um, the way that I communicate with the world, the way that I show up today, the way that I be and love myself and like walk the path. Um, it just shifted the, the minute that I decided that I'm going to listen to my heart. Um, and listen to my yeses and follow my yeses instead of, you know, like deciding from the past programmings. So that's one. Mm -hmm. And the second one is really <clears throat> allowing yourself to be where you are instead of getting somewhere. Like, can you love yourself in that moment, wherever you are without like, oh, I need to change this. I need to do this. Da -da 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 without doing all those things, can we love ourselves in this moment with all of it? And if you want to improve yourself, yes, improve yourself in the next moment. But like, can you love yourself and accept yourself fully and unconditionally in this moment? That's really important because we're so designed, like society, like next thing, like, yes, let's do the next thing. What is the next thing? So like, and the, I gave the, you know, example from myself, like what I was always going for the next thing, like without appreciating how far I came. Like we are doing so good on this earth at this time. Like we passed 2020. Like, can you actually pat yourself in the back and like, you know, be okay with where you are? So that's two. Good one. Because I feel like a lot of us forget to do that sometimes to appreciate the moments. We're always looking for tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And you're right. We, we never appreciate where we are now. And then how far we came, like, yes, like we were actually doing it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And third one, let's see. Um, practicing being in the moment, but like really understanding what it means. Because, oh, come into the moment, be in the moment. Like, it's just like, yes, everyone says that. Like, do we really understand what it means to uh, be uh, in our bodies in the moment and, um, you know, really be present in the moment because there is really nothing else and there's only infinite eternal now. And if we learn to do that without, um, you know, going into the past memories, oh, like shoulds and, oh, I should have done this and all these things and the, the guilt that we feel, all these things, because it could have been different and, and the anxiety like that we're projecting into the future and all that. And then can we just like drop all that and like learn to be in the moment? And I know it's very challenging. It's, 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 it requires mastery, you know, like really does. It, 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 it is, it is challenging, but also when you get the taste of it, when you understand what it really means, uh, that that changes a lot of things in 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 the life experience in this beautiful you know human experience. Wow, <laughs> thank you so much, Sedef. This was like such a beautiful episode, and all your wisdom and your advice is just so on point. There's like my mind is going as you're talking, and I'm like putting puzzles together. I'm like, oh yeah, I should have done this now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you thank you for your time thank you for your story and sharing 
you know, getting a little bit vulnerable with us and um, sharing your truth with us. Thank you so much for receiving me and having me in your beautiful podcast. <laughs> we need to have you back on. We have to do a combo episode. Okay. Yeah. That's going to know itself a whole thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Okay.